Hello and welcome to a week 14 waiver wire show. My name is Adam Levitan. Each and every Wednesday, I am joined by our waiver specialist, Sam Sherman, to discuss the hottest pickups in your season-long fantasy league. Sam, how's it going today? I'm doing all right, Adam. Um, you know, this past week was pretty brutal in terms of injuries, I think. You know, I may be sort of prisoner of the moment, but this feels like one of the worst fantasy seasons in recent memory in terms of injuries, especially at the quarterback position. You know, we saw Lawrence go down again this week and then tons of other skill position players, Ramondre, Christian Kirk, etc., all got injured this week. So as a result, uh, super active week on the waiver wire. So it should be an interesting one to chat through. Yeah, I mean, this was a really brutal week for injuries. Of course, last night we got Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk Sunday night. Christian Watson. Then we had Tank Dale out for the season. I think Ramondre is going to miss the season. Brian Robinson is in trouble. Marquise Brown is in trouble. Derek Carr and Kenny Pickett are in trouble. I mean, just an absolute mess here. I think overall strategy now, Sam, you have to understand where you are in your league. For example, if I have a team that is a lock for the playoffs, my priority is probably something closer to Antonio Gibson, just in case Brian Robinson is out for a while. I think Antonio Gibson has like the most upside of all these guys that we're listing, but the commanders are on a buy. So if you're fighting for the playoffs, you might want someone else like a Zeke Elliott or a Noah Brown or something like that. So from a high level, Sam, how would you think about waivers this week based on where you are in the standings? And obviously for anyone with a bad team, they're not listening to this, so we can just ignore those. <laughs> yeah, I think you did a good job of covering it. I think you have a different, some different categories of players this week. I think you have guys that look really strong in terms of week 14 projections. I'd probably put Zeke Elliott near the top of that list. If you're just looking for a running back that is definitely going to project as an RB2 this upcoming week and you need to make the playoffs, Zeke would be my top pick. But I agree with you. If you're If you are already positioned well for the playoffs, maybe you've already clinched a bye or you've already clinched a playoff spot, I think some of these guys, Ty J Spears, if Derrick Henry ever missed time, uh, Roshan Johnson, even Antonio Gibson, they might have higher ceilings. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely important to think about what type of player are you looking for? And yeah. we can cover that as we go through some of these guys. Yeah, and on Zeke, and so we do have Zeke here in tier one of ads for this week. I just want to be clear on Zeke. The schedule is at Steelers versus Chiefs at Broncos, at Bills. I mean, the Patriots are going to project for like one touchdown to, you know, barely any scoring in a lot of these games. Zeke's, a lot of his value is going to be tied to touchdowns. So I don't like Zeke that much. However, however, any running back that projects for 15 to 20 touches like Zeke will and plays in the pass game and plays at the goal line is certainly going to be worth an ad. So if you need running back help immediately, I'm totally fine with going for Zeke. The other ads that we have in tier one are higher upside, I think, especially in full PPR. Noah Brown had two massive games when Robert Woods was out. Now we get Tank Dell out. That's going to make Noah Brown an every down player. I think I do not think they want to use John Mechie very much. I had a misconception, I guess, about Noah Brown. I thought he was a blocker who was like barely in the NFL. Dude was awesome in those two huge games that he had. And maybe it's not even Noah Brown. Maybe it's just CJ Stroud is such a talent elevator. He can turn Noah Brown into an actual asset. And they need him badly now 
with Tank Dell down. So, yeah, I would have a pretty big priority, I think, on yeah. Noah Brown right now. Sam, what do you think about that one? Yeah, I think Noah Brown, like in a vacuum, is my top pickup of the week. Like you mentioned, he had two games above 25 PPR points in weeks nine and 10. I think those were most of the two weeks where he was a full-time player when Robert Woods was out. And yeah, I'm on the same page as you. I'm not convinced about Noah Brown's talent. You know, he's a sixth-year veteran at this point. He hasn't done much, but I just think he's better than John Mechie and Robert Woods. And I think that's all it takes to have fantasy viability in the Texans offense. We've already seen the upside. I think, yeah, if you're kind of neutral in terms of what you prefer, running back versus wide receiver, Noah Brown is probably my top pickup uh, amongst all players that are available this week. All right, our other tier one guy, you guys already know, Isaiah Likely. Hopefully you already added him if you needed tight end help. Not much to add there beyond the role in the game before the bye was very good. He only had four catches for 40 yards, but that's not bad at tight end. And if you were to tell me that I'm desperate at tight end help, I mean, I would do inhumane things for Isaiah Likely. Me and Sam lost Mark Andrews on our FFPC main event team. I would do inhumane things to have Likely on the team. Instead, we have Brevin Jordan and other dust balls like that. <laughs> Anyways, keep it moving here on the waiver ads. Tajay Spears, you guys know about. Derrick Henry was checked for a concussion, but apparently did not have a concussion. So Spears remains a handcuff. The Gainwell is a handcuff too, unless the hit that DeAndre Swift took late in the fourth quarter, one of the last plays of the game, proves to be serious on DeAndre Swift. I haven't seen any update there. Before waivers go final, I would be scouring for DeAndre Swift updates. It's currently... Uh, 1.55 p.m. Mountain Time, the best time zone, by the way, uh, right now. And we do not have a DeAndre Swift update. The other guys in here, uh, Romeo Dobbs, Elijah Moore, I think are interesting wide receiver pickups too. Moore, you get the Joe Flacco shower narrative. Romeo Dobbs, you get Christian Watson aggravating his hamstring yet again. So what about these tier two guys, Sam? Anything you want to highlight here? Yeah, I'd say like the Spears thing. I know, you know, Vrabel said Henry is not concussion protocol. He still was knocked out of an entire quarter in that game, and it was a competitive game. So I don't know. He, he suffered some kind of injury. I'm not entirely ruling out, um, you know, him having some kind of neck injury or something along those lines that forces him to miss week 14. I, I wouldn't project that, but I think just the chance that Henry misses time makes Spears really interesting. Uh, then on Gainwell, man, I just think this that Gainwell just isn't very good. Um, he still definitely is worth picking up this week. He's on the Eagles offense. I guess just to give a little more context on why, I think some people might push back on how do you have you know someone like Zeke on the Patriots ranked above Kenny Gainwell on the Eagles. If you look at running back expected usage, this is per Hayden Winks of Underdog Fantasy. If you look at running back expected usage, the Patriots are actually top eight in the NFL in running back expected usage, and the Eagles are near dead last. And that's because of all the tush push stuff mm -hmm. with Jalen Hurts. Like, man, this this Eagles running back role is just not as valuable as we think it should be. Um, so that's just some context there yeah. and sort of how I have the running backs ranked. Well, also, we know Ramondre's out for the year or likely to be yeah. out for the year, and we don't know if Swift is even going to miss this week. And I think Zeke would have a huge role, whereas Gainwell would probably share some with Boston Scott, and they'd probably have Rashad Penny up as well. Yeah, that's the thing. Like Zeke, I mean, the Patriots haven't had another running back take a snap all season besides yeah. Zeke and Ramondre. So there, there's no one else there.
On the Christian Watson injury, I think the three wide receiver set is clear. It's going to add Dontavian Wicks in and then have, uh, of course, Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Reed. I think Reed and Wicks are also uh, you can consider as pickups, but Dobbs would be the yeah. best one. I do think Jordan Love is playing with a ton of confidence right now, throws an incredible ball. Uh, so, yeah, I think that stuff is interesting for sure. Elijah Moore, I don't want to fall into the trap of like he led the league in air yards this week because a lot of those were just. Flacco sailing it out of bounds on purpose over Elijah Moore's head, but it's clear. And Amari Cooper got banged up in that game. It's clear Elijah Moore and Joe Flacco have something going on. So I like that one as well. And then the last guy in tier two that we have is Roshan Johnson in the game before the bye. Remember, Roshan played well ahead of Khalil Herbert. He should not be on waivers at all. I don't think any other tier two comments here before we move on, Sam. Yeah, just, just on more. I mean, man, Flacco looked better as a passer than Deshaun Watson, um, Dorian Thompson Robinson or PJ Walker has. So I know it's still, we're still talking about, you know, 38 year old Joe Flacco, however old he is, but um, you know, I think there's a chance that he can unlock more. I'm obviously not buying into the 180 air yards or whatever completely, but I do think he is pretty good. And then, yeah, Roshan, I'll just add monitor the Donta Foreman news this week. I think there's a chance Foreman could push, uh, Roshan back to backup status, but we'll see on that. It's a lot of uncertainty. That backfield's kind of been shuffled around a lot the last several weeks. All right, let me just add some context around Antonio Gibson because a lot of people push back. I did a list last week uh, of ranking one injury away players, and I had Antonio Gibson really high, and a lot of people push back on it. The reason that I had Antonio Gibson high because if Brian Robinson goes down, yes, Chris Rodriguez is going to get some of the worthless carries, you know, some of the first and 10 from your own 20. However, this team drops back at a rate that is outrageous. They throw at a rate that's outrageous. That is Antonio Gibson's calling card. When you start to expand Antonio Gibson's role in half and full PPR, you can start to project two, three, four, five, six catches in a game. It's just insanely valuable. Chris Rodriguez usage after Brian Robinson left last week, yeah, he got seven opportunities. Three of them were just to run the clock out as literally the game expired, 45-14 Dolphins. So I think Antonio Gibson is going to have a big role despite Rodriguez being there and importantly, the valuable pass catching role. So if I have a team that is going to be in the playoffs, I'm looking for Brian Robinson hamstring information, but I want to be aggressive on Antonio Gibson personally, period, just in case Brian Robinson can't make it back. And again, Antonio Gibson, I think, has a chance to really be good uh, down the stretch if Robinson is out. That sounds like a hot take, though, Sam. People yeah. hate Sam, people hated my list because Antonio Gibson was high on it. That We have Antonio Gibson in Tier 3. I guess maybe I'm on Antonio Gibson yeah. Island uh, here. Any thoughts on him? Yeah, I'm probably somewhere in the middle. Like The, the real reason he's in Tier 3 here and not Tier 2 is the Week 14 buy. And yeah. I just wanted to sort of flag to our subscribers that, hey, if you need to fight for a playoff spot, I'd rather go with Spears, Gainwell, et cetera, this week. I'm with you, though. If I if I have a first-round buy locked up, I have a playoff spot locked up, I think I do prefer Gibson to Gainwell and Spears. I mean, yeah, you talk about, you know, the pass-catching role in Washington. Even Brian Robinson's receiving role this year has mm-hmm. been massive. He's had some huge receiving games. Gibson has had several games with five catches plus two you combine that together and, you know, put Chris Rodriguez in just sort of the short yardage role in Washington. And that role could be 
pretty big for Antonio Gibson. Uh, so yeah, I think know, know what situation you're in. If he's available and you have a playoff spot locked up, I do think it's fair to prioritize him over the tier two running backs on this list. Yep. And of course you have all the other one injury away running backs, which we list here every week, guys like Rico Dowdle, Elijah Mitchell, et cetera, et cetera. If you're on YouTube, you see we have now flipped to the best of rest targets. You have the one injury away, guys. Elijah Mitchell, Dearness Johnson. That was one I messed up on the list. I should have had Dearness Johnson way higher uh, on the list that I tweeted out. But yeah, Elijah Mitchell, Dearness Johnson, CEH. We saw Chase Brown have at least a rushing role. They did not trust him to pass protect or run a route at all. But all these one injury away running backs, I think, should be owned. We mentioned Dontavian Wicks, I think, is an interesting one. Here, I expect Dalton Schultz to miss one more week, giving Brevin Jordan another spot start. Anybody else you want to highlight on best of rest here, Sim? Yeah, uh, a couple things. So I I put CEH on this list. Do we think there's any chance Pacheco gets suspended for that punch? I think probably not, but... Um, uh, no, because he was like retaliating. He t- the, guy, the guy came after him and he retaliated. So okay. I, yeah, Got I think it. he'll be okay. Got it. Okay. I still think CEH as a one injury away guy, you know, McKinnon's got this groin injury. He hasn't been practicing at all. Um, that's why he's here. Chase Brown, I think is, is worth mentioning. Um, you know, I think we've seen that sometimes with rookies, Adam, where when Keaton Mitchell first came on, they didn't trust him in running any routes. He was just getting a couple carries and then his role slowly expanded. I do think whenever a rookie sort of sees a sudden role change this late in the season, it is worth paying attention to maybe, you know, I guess the Bengals are now fighting for a playoff spot. They're not out of it, but there is a chance that things go poorly for them. And they just say, Hey, let's see what we have in chase Brown. Give him a bunch of touches. Um, other one I mentioned, if you're really look like desperate for a spot start in week 13, we don't know anything about Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet yet in Seattle. If they both miss DJ Dallas, I think moves into the running back two ranks. He would probably be the lead back there. So again, maybe a deeper, league mentioned for him but he's probably worth stashing um yeah other than that i think that's the main yeah those are the main points on the running backs i wanted to hit um yeah yeah. i I wanted to highlight on the wide receiver list zay jones um christian kirk is going to miss the rest of this season zay jones has shown an ability over the last couple years to win in pretty reasonable ways despite everybody seeming to hate this guy Calvin Ridley, even though Christian Kirk missed that entire game last night, was unable to capitalize. And so Zay Jones, I think it's going to be Bethard for a little bit, but it could be Lawrence. They're not even ruling Lawrence out for this week yet. So we'll see. I kind of like Zay Jones as an ad to wait and see what happens there if you're in a deeper format. But yeah, any other wide receivers or tight ends from this best of rest you wanted to mention? Yeah, I like the Zay Jones call. Um, We mentioned Dontavian Wicks. Wanted to highlight him. I think... He's had a like surprisingly or under the radar good uh, rookie season so far. It's been on limited routes, but he's been up there in the yards per route run figures, that sort of thing. So if Watson's injury is serious and we still don't exactly know the details of that, he could be forced into a pretty big role in Green Bay. Then in more of the desperation uh, territory, Devontae Parker saw like a 40% target share last week again. Patriots pass game is so, so, so bad, but I do expect pop Douglas to miss again on Thursday night. He hasn't practiced so far this week. So if you're really down bad, I can't imagine um, there's any playoff uh, hopeful teams out there that might need to start Devonte Parker this week, but 
he is sort of a desperation start. Okay. Um, I know you guys have questions about stashes and stuff like that. We have an article up on the site right now. If you go to NFL fantasy tab and then under analysis, there is an article called players to stash fantasy playoffs. If you want to see who we like as stashes for the playoffs for defense, tight end, wide receiver, running back, um, head to that, uh, head to that article. All right. Deep leagues. Chris Rodriguez would be one that I, if I was in a super deep league, like 20 man rosters, I would certainly be adding Chris Rodriguez, Rashad Penny type stuff like that. We have the tight end handcuffs like Noah Gray, which uh, sounds insane. Uh, any other deep league targets you want to mention here? Oh, Jameis is a good one, man, because yeah. this is two concussions in a month for Derek Carr. And he has a shoulder issue and he has a back issue. We could see Jameis for a little while here. So yeah, anyways, go ahead on deeper league targets. Yeah, Jameis for quarterbacks. And he's not on this list actually, but Jake Browning, um, he looks good on Monday night and he's got good weapons in Cincinnati. He's going to be playing the rest of the year. It sounds crazy, but I know in some of these deeper leagues, you're looking for backup quarterbacks and quarterback has just been decimated this year. So I could see sprinkling a couple of bucks on Jake Browning. Then another one I mentioned is Parker Washington in Jacksonville. I believe he had something like six catches for 61 yards mm -hmm. on Monday night. He steps into the wide receiver three role in Jacksonville, which, you know, they run primarily out of 11 personnel there. So he'll be on the field a bunch. Um, he, yeah, he is worth mentioning. Oh, but yeah. I, I mean, Parker Washington, shout out Penn State, had an awesome game last night. I mean, he had a big touchdown catch. He had another really difficult catch on a ball that was behind him. Uh, yeah, I think Parker Washington um, will be the third receiver, but we've seen so much uneven usage from Ridley and Evan Ingram that I wouldn't rule out more decent Parker Washington games. Yeah. All right. Let's get to some of your questions. Appreciate everyone who sent in the questions. B skill says any recommendations or best practices for national contests like FFPC where waivers lock with three weeks of games left, basically things like backups, especially non-skill players like kicker. You've come to the right man because Sam has been managing waivers for our FFPC main event teams. Sam, how do you think about these leagues where you cannot add anyone in the playoffs? Yeah. So I think on backups for non-skill position players. So for defense, I think you should almost definitely have two defenses. I could see a world where maybe if you have someone like the chiefs who have three awesome matchups in the playoffs, you can get away with just having one defense. But I think having two defenses and trying to play the matchups off of each other is a good idea in the playoffs. And then at kicker, I think usually the odds that your backup kicker is going to matter is higher than the odds your eighth wide receiver or seventh running back or something like that is going to get is going to matter on these 20 roster spot benches. So I think usually getting a backup kicker makes sense. If you, if you can't add someone and your kicker gets injured in week mm -hmm. 15, that's just brutal. Um, and yeah, I, I prefer just to have that safety. The other point there is like uh, in these contests, having a little bit of leverage can be helpful. Say the team ahead of you in scoring in the final week has the same kicker as you. It might be helpful to have a second option so you can differentiate your lineups a little bit when you're trying to chase points in the end. So yeah, I usually am going with both backup kicker and defense in these formats. Definitely.
Nicholas <laughs> says, would you not play a quarterback in week 14 to stash a guy like Dattle or, e or Eli Mitchell? I'm in the playoffs with no buys and my quarterback is on a buy. I mean, listen, man, I don't care if you're in the playoffs and you don't think that there's any advantage to be gained by winning your game. Now, sometimes you don't, you want to avoid playing a certain team. You know, there's some yeah. teams in a league that's really good and you might want to win. So you don't have to face them in the playoffs or something like that. But absent that, yeah, I'll take a loss to be able to stash a guy like Dattle or Eli Mitchell. I mean, if Tony Pollard or Christian McCaffrey gets hurt this week, you have this, you have the nuts, you know? So, uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty easy one. Yep. Agreed. Lava Lore says, I've been holding Kyler Murray and Sam Howell this year. Both have a bye. By the way, NFL, the reason you're popular is fantasy. You can't be having buys in week 14. There are a ton of leagues Ridiculous. with playoffs right now. So if anyone out there in the NFL is listening, anyways, uh, he Lava Lore says he preemptively added Russell Wilson, who's facing the Chargers this week. Is Howell a safe drop? They have a brutal playoff schedule. So you get into these spots when you have two quarterbacks on a bye. It's not good. I wouldn't want to drop Howell for Russ Wilson per se, but I don't think it's the end of the world. What do you think about this one, Sim? Yeah, I think I would, unless this is a really deep league where you can get away with rostering three, I'm, I'm probably dropping Howell. He gets the Jets and yeah. San Francisco in week 16 and 17. That's that's pretty brutal. Um, and if you look at just sort of averages on a points per game basis, Howell is better than Russ, but in most scoring formats, it's it's pretty close, like a difference of one or two or three points. So yeah, I'd, I'd prefer to hold Russ here and, and drop Howell. Grant says, is Odell Beckham worth a bench spot? I actually think Odell Beckham's yeah. role is kind of trending down, not up. They want to see more Bateman. I, it, seems, it seems like they want to see more Bateman. Uh, and Odell, in order to keep him healthy, I feel like they can't play him a ton. I've been an Odell hater for a long time now. And outside of his rookie year, it's actually been really profitable to be an Odell hater. But anyways, uh, I don't know, Sam. Would you be carrying Odell on your bench at this point? Yeah, I, I actually think he's kind of an interesting stash. You're right on like on a route participation uh, basis. His role is trending down. He's kind of been at hovering at 30, 40, 50% routes recently, but he's getting targeted on an insane number of his routes when he's in the game. He has target shares of 32% and 18% the past two weeks. Like those are very strong numbers. I, I don't know. I, I do want to stash him and see what happens. I know he had that shoulder injury in week 11. I think that's kind of skewing the route stuff the past couple of weeks, maybe getting healthy off the bye, He's going to be better. Um, so yeah, I, I just think like if he was running 90% of routes, I'd much prefer him to sure. Sean Bateman or someone like that. He's just been limited. So I'd, I'd pick him up and see what happens this week after the bye. Yeah. I think the Ravens know that if he plays 90% of the routes, he's, yeah. I mean, he's just, he's just not. Gunnar says with tank Dell and Christian Kirk injuries, who is a better pickup out of Elijah Moore or Jamison Williams? So I was actually kind of optimistic on Jamison Williams this past week. I played him in a couple of DFS tournament spots, got lucky that he got an end around touchdown to end up scoring, you know, nine or 10 FanDuel points. He continues to be very bad at earning targets, really bad. And after the game, I didn't even see this. Silva told me after the game, he said he doesn't want to be called JMO anymore. He wants to be called Waymo because he needs way more targets. So uh, that's out there. <laughs> uh, I think I'd prefer Elijah Moore over Jamison Williams here on this question. Sam, what do you think? E yeah. I mean, Jamison Williams is, is kind of like, kind of reminds me of like my golf game. Like for the most part, it's terrible, but I just have that one good shot every time I go out that keeps me hopeful that, you know, the next time I play, I'll be good. 
Jameson Williams makes that like one awesome looking play on tape that you're like, wow, this guy should be getting a ton of targets. But the fact is, man, like he hasn't got more than three targets uh, over the past five weeks. That's just what we've seen for him for his whole career. I'm kind of tired of making excuses at this point. Again, like deeper leagues, you can stash him, but are we really going to have the confidence to to start him in a fantasy league? I don't know. I'd much prefer Elijah Moore, I think. Okay, I agree. Kenny Powders says, I'll be putting in a claim for Noah Brown. Is he startable this week? Lost Kirk and have no idea what to do with McLaurin. Keaton Mitchell and Pop Douglas, another flex option for me. So yes, I think Noah Brown is startable right away. And the reason that I say that is honestly, I know we already talked about this, but CJ Stroud is elevating guys to a point that I didn't really think was possible. Like, yeah, he's made a 165 pound wide receiver in Tank Dell and not taking anything away from Tank Dell, but Tank Dell looked like one of the best wide receivers in the NFL as a 165 pound rookie. I mean, Nico Collins looks like an all pro out there with CJ Stroud under Davis Mills last year. It was a mess. So yes, for that reason, I am willing to start Noah Brown, I think on a weekly basis, if I need to, as long as Stroud is the quarterback, what do you think about that question from Kenny Powders here, Sam? Yeah, I mean, it's Stroud. Like Stroud make made Jackson Smith and Jigba look like a superstar in college. Like ev- everywhere he's gone, he's he's made these guys put up insane stats. I think I think Stroud is just is just uh, someone you want to have pass catchers uh, on his team. So yeah, I'm I'm starting over these other options. I'm starting Noah Brown over McLaurin, Pop Douglas, Keaton Mitchell. I don't even think it's that close. Maybe that's a hot take, but yeah. man, the McLaurin stuff is is so ugly. So Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um Big Burr says full PPR Brian Robinson is my RB5. Wow. Hashtag how rich. He says I can only play three running backs on week at quarterback and tight end. Would you drop Brian Robinson for Flacco, Winston, or Jake Ferguson? So this is a weird question, Big Burr. Uh <laughs> I don't know how Jake Ferguson is on waivers in your league, especially if you're weak at tight end, because I think Jake Ferguson on a week to week basis is one of the best, better starts at tight end each week. So yeah, I have no idea on the severity of Brian Robinson. I'd probably try to find someone else to drop, but if you're weak at tight end, I like adding Jake Ferguson. So yeah. Yeah. It's a, it seems like you're playing in a, in a format where the best quarterback available is Joe Flacco, but the best tight end available is yeah. Jake Ferguson. So I'm, I'm, cu- I'm curious more about this league. Um, but I think in this scenario, I'm, yeah, I'm probably dropping Brian Robinson for Jake. I mean, yeah, it depends who you're starting at tight end. If you're starting like Kate Otten at tight end or something gross like that, um, pick up Ferguson, I think. Yeah. Uh, Art Clark says better pick up Houston or Green Bay for this week. I assume he's talking about uh, defense, but I'm more interested in the, Second part of his question here, uh, which is, is it a priority to add Josh Palmer? So I've been higher on Josh Palmer than other people for a while. I was actually really disappointed that he got hurt because I thought he would have actually performed pretty well in this spot without Mike Williams for the whole year, Austin Eckler struggling, et cetera. We didn't get to see it though. Josh Palmer went down. I have not heard many, if any updates on Josh Palmer. Seems really, really scary. Any thoughts on him as a stash, Sam? I have him on the IR spot in some of my leagues, but I need to find out some information because I could use the IR spot for someone else, you know, if he's not yeah. coming back. I searched for this last week because I know he was eligible to return this past week, and it was just silence on him. So, yeah, for, for me, I'm only keeping Palmer in leagues where I have an IR spot or, or perhaps super deep leagues because 
otherwise, I think there's a chance he's just done for the year. And what are the Chargers going to bring him back? You know, when they're eliminated for the playoffs in a couple weeks, I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, that's my stance on Paul. Until we hear anything, I have a hard time. You know, in most home leagues, justifying keeping him on my roster. Um, yeah. But then to this, yeah, go ahead. I was just saying on the defense question, just to set it up, the Houston is at the Jets. Green Bay is at the Giants. These are two of the best spots to use defenses against. Tommy DeVito's sack rate is like nothing I've ever seen. And of course, Jets offense. I mean, Falcons defense even scored a touchdown in week 13 and they scored 17 fantasy points. So I'm fine with either of these. When it's close, I'm always just like, let me bet against the Jets. You know, let me let me bet against the Jets. Uh, that's my lean, but we'll see who that they do at quarterback this week any leans for you houston or green bay this week as a streamer my lean would be going with green bay against the giants just because the danny devito sack rate is like insanely high even compared to these jets qbs but yeah you you can't go wrong with these two options uh air barrett says uh what do you think about dropping cowboys defense for texans chiefs etc so chiefs i think i would drop cowboys for just because of the playoff schedule is so ridiculously solid for the Chiefs. I hate dropping Dallas D, though. They're so aggressive. They make big plays after they create a turnover, obviously. I hate dropping Dallas D, but I think I would go Chiefs here. Sam, what do you think? Yeah. I'd, I'd go Chiefs. Uh, this Cowboys playoff schedule is pretty brutal. Uh, this week, week 14, they have the Eagles. Then week 15, the Bills in Buffalo. Week 16 at Miami, week 17, Detroit. Yeah, that's that's brutal. I think I would even go Texans above the Cowboys. It it sounds a little crazy, but I think the Texans also are playing good enough offense right now to force opposing defenses to throw against them, which is what we want uh for fantasy defenses. And the Texans get the Titans twice in the fantasy playoffs with Will Levis, who's out there making a bunch of mistakes. And also the Cleveland Browns with Flacco or DTR, whoever it's going to be. So I think I'd rank it Chiefs, Texans, Cowboys. All right. Nicholas says, if you could only hold one defense at a time, keep Cleveland or go for Houston or Philly for the playoffs. So I'm sure a lot of people are in these kind of spots. I would probably try to stick it out one more week uh, with Cleveland in a home game against CJ Beathard, most likely. But it's not clear cut, Sam. What do you think about these? Oh, well, part of it is how badly do you need to win this week also? Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I think I'd probably stick with Cleveland in this situation. They have uh, a playoff schedule in weeks 15, 16, and 17 of the Bears, the Texans, and Jets. So two awesome matchups, one tough matchup. Um, yeah, yeah. It's pretty I, good I'd for probably... Houston also. You know, Houston is pretty good too. Even this yeah. week, Houston's good. That's true. Stroud is is throwing a bunch and and making some turnovers and stuff. So yeah, no, I think I, I, I meant I meant adding Houston defense. So oh yeah. oh, adding yeah. Houston. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I I think just the strength of the overall defense. I prefer the Browns, but they both yeah. have good matchups. So yeah, for sure. All right, that is going to do it. Appreciate all the questions that everyone sent in here ahead of this week 14 waiver show. Again, I think it's important to be thoughtful about when you think you're going to need these guys when you're prioritizing the pickups and what your roster will look like at that time. Exciting week on the wire. Huge week in fantasy this week. I'm just praying 
Sam, that my best ball teams get in to the playoffs with a healthy team. I don't care how bad the team is. It's going to be a healthy team. Four, Sam. Four, producer Ryan for producer Patrick. I am Adam. Good luck, everybody.